Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you are new to the show, we thank you for being here and encourage you to explore all that we offer the Spiritual Insights community. In addition to producing these segments, I am an energetic healer and channel for Jesus. Today, we continue our masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil with Mother Mary. I am joined by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, full body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. Mother Mary is the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through in her distinct voice to lend guidance for the human journey for the listeners. In addition to being the author of the life-changing book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's divine wisdom, love, and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events, including pre-recorded and live stream presentations with Mother to inspire viewers to expand their consciousness and live more fully. To learn more about upcoming events and to join Danielle's community, visit BelovedPublications.com. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to join the Spiritual Insights community by subscribing to my periodic newsletter, review the archives of all the divine transmissions available, and you can also book a private energetic healing session with me where Mother Mary, Yeshua, Divine Mother and Archangels Metatron, Zadkiel, Christiel, among others, are present. So I am anxious to get started. I am so excited to be back with you again, Danielle. Hello, and how are you? Hello, Charlotte. It is so wonderful to be here with you again, as always. And I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. Well, we have an interesting topic for the listeners today. Yes. Is how to focus on the next right thing and stay in the now. Mm-hmm. Fascinating and quite relevant, I would think. Yes, I think that you are correct. At least I can only speak for myself, but I find that the more, um, the more uh, stimulation that gets kind of, you know, moving my way and the more things sort of ramp up on the outside, the the more this um, this focus is kind of critical for me getting through the day uh, because it's, as an empath, it's easy for me to kind of <laughs> sort of like, you know, the, well, I also have ADHD, but you know, the, the kind of, ooh, this over here and this over here and this over here, it's easy for me to get distracted and kind of mm-hmm. drawn over here and drawn over there. 
And um, the more I do that, the more I get into overwhelm, which then I don't feel like I get much of anything done. I'm just mm -hmm. sort of spinning. Uh, and so to just focus sort of on what's right in front of me is such a great tool to, um, to get me back on track, to get me present, to get me uh, in my body. Cause all that distraction, I get, I get more and more like out of my body. I don't feel grounded or centered or, mm -hmm. you know, then I get more emotional. It's just, it's, it's a kind of a whole cycle for me. Well put. My focus, obviously, will be my career and um, doing a lot of things that I haven't had a chance to do, mm -hmm. that I was um, not able to do because I had so much on my plate. And so I'm excited to start a new chapter and build a new and kind of, it'll, it'll most likely be a Spiritual Insights 2.0 kind of thing. There are changes I want to make to the show, enhancements I want to make, and uh, other projects I need to pull off the shelf, dust them off, and really dig in. So it's kind of like starting over, but that's okay because I'm different now. It's a different time. I'm a different person. And so looking at some of the ideas I had, I can probably freshen those up as well mm -hmm. and see where I can go with that. So it's about manifestation right now, really. Um, manifesting and getting on the right track to really make things happen, to really help things grow and to offer more and more to the community. I haven't been able to do much more than the minimum for a while now, so I'm excited um, to get my plans in order and make some announcements and move forward, you know, and it's exciting. I get, I get consumed. Uh, when I am focused on a project like this, mm -hmm. uh, especially where it's, it concerns creativity, technical expertise and intuition. So with what I do, I bring all three of those together and I become just over the moon excited and obsessed with building something, something exquisite, something that no one else offers is what I'm gonna be doing. So the only thing that I caution myself about when it comes to a topic like this. Yes, I want to stay in the now and like you said, and focus on just what's in front of you. Just stay right there and put everything you have into it, you know, and make that investment. But for me, I have to be careful. I don't set up too many broad expectations. Oh, yeah. And set myself up for some kind of disappointment or it doesn't match the picture in my mind. I have to be careful of that. So I try to tell myself build, but be open to the outcome. Does that make sense? Oh yes, and that is critical. Oh my gosh, that is so critical. Mm -hmm. uh, because then what happens, well, I'm curious, I'm sort of asking you, but kind of putting it out to the listeners too, when you get caught up in that cycle of your expectations are kind of getting, uh, you know, kind of overblown or higher and higher, you're having this image in your mind. And then when you do get disappointed, like what happens? What do you uh, set yourself back? Do you, uh, I, I used to collapse in on disappointment was a big 
big trigger for me, just collapsing in on myself. And sometimes it just takes me months to get my momentum back. Um, I've, I have grown quite a bit with that. And so I don't, I don't struggle with that as much as I used to, but it's still a thing for me. So my, my, my crumble time is much shorter, but it, disappointment is still um, sometimes tough to deal with. I totally get that. For me, um, I try to make sure I don't decide how it will be. Mm -hmm. and, and when it comes to something I'm going to present to the public, how it will be received oh. is probably a big component of that. The, what I have to watch out for is I get lost in minute details. I am very specific in my thinking. Mm -hmm. So when I picture something futuristic, like, oh, okay, I have a vision for this. Here's how I want it to be. Here's the standard I set for this project. But I can tend to get into those details where too many details about how something is going to be provides a limit to what it can be. Yeah. And so the divine, because again, and let's not lose sight of the uh, ongoing topic of co-creation. Everything's a co-creation. So in getting lost in too many details on what it looks like and how it's going to be, that limits the divine and what they can help create with you. And so co-creation will be a large part of my focus in practice. In so far as picture what you want, you have to use your imagination to do this, but then you have to meet the divine halfway and allow them to bring it through in the way that's right for you, I guess. Is that your experience? Yes, but I'm curious as to what happens when you face disappointment, when things don't manifest with the details that you have oh. on them with your mind. I, I think I tend to crumble because I put so much into something. Mm. It is devastating. A disappointment like that, especially when you're trying to manifest something and you can feel it's energy. You can feel its pulse and you're trying to give birth to this thing, this, this project, right? And so a lot goes into that. A lot of planning, a lot of detail, a lot of effort, blood, sweat, and tears. Not to mention the energetic escrow account. So perhaps this time I can do it a little differently because I have had that disappointment um, in terms of one project that I uh, worked. So I started working on one project eight years ago but it never seemed to be the right time. And so different things would happen to put it to the wayside. Most of the things that did happen are now not an issue. So now I can focus on this and I wanna focus on this and I wanna build this. But um, I would probably spend a lot of time wondering how I got it wrong, what's wrong with me. It would go right to self-worth for sure. For sure, it would go right to self-worth. And I would think, what's wrong with me that I couldn't do it? And really turn on myself. I'm very self-punishing when I can't make something happen. Did that answer your question? Oh, yes. <laughs> and what happens when you recognize you're in that place of self-punishment? Like, how do you bring yourself back 
uh, into the now? Like, how do you shift your focus? Hard to answer because the situation has been so different because other things demanded my attention. So I haven't been able to really try to manifest a whole lot other than my healing work, you know, adding new skills, adding new techniques, and then it kind of takes a life of its own. You know, that's, that's the beauty of that. It takes on a life of its own. And so for a lot of it, there's not a whole lot of pushing I need to do to get that going. So for other things, let me try to answer that question a little better. How do you get back to the nail? It's about surrender for me, surrender. I be quick to realize, okay, I had an expectation. If I'm feeling hurt or disappointed, this goes right to expectations and attachments. Okay, I became attached to an idea or an outcome. That's what really kicks us down. But you have to be quick to recognize that and forgive yourself for having done that and then get right back on that train of self-care and being present with what is. Is there something I could do differently? Is there something I need to retrain my mind about? And that's what I'm going to be doing because of that history of feeling like you're rolling a rock uphill, trying to make something happen. And it just isn't time yet. You want it so badly you can taste it, but it really just isn't time yet. There have been so many shifts on this planet, energetic shifts, energies coming to the planet. So much has been happening the last couple of years. And I think that the timing is better for many of us, not just for me, but specifically for me, the timing is better to manifest because of all that I've put behind me and have been able to let go of. And so it's a new space, it's a new energy. And I have been feeling like I was saying to you a, a couple segments ago, I think it was, there's been this like drumbeat of excitement. Something, something's coming, something meaningful. I don't know how big it is, but size doesn't matter when it comes to a miracle or anything like this. Something meaningful is coming my way and I need to be prepared. So that is exciting. And I can look at it with total openness and curiosity and joy to see what it is I'm called to do. So I think I can, uh, I can anticipate some changes, some stretching of mind and potential and uh, vision, you know, maybe even today, my vision of what I want to do is, is too small. So maybe there's some stretching that needs to happen to invite in more and more. And that's kind of how I've been like, it's all about change and I'm, really happy with the changes uh, taking place. The co-creation is a big focus for me, uh, but I have to watch that one thing that don't get too attached to what you think it should be. Have to leave room for their input, I guess. 
What about you? What's your answer to that question? No, I, I love that, that to leave room for spirit. That's, that's really wonderful, you know, that we can have our own visions and our own dreams and all of that. But, you know, we have to leave room for spirit and uh, we, can't, we can't edge out the divine with so much clutter of expectation and, you know, wanting it to be just so. And, and yeah, I, I, I think you, you said a little earlier, you know, you got to jump right back into that self-care and uh, because it's easy for many of us, I imagine, I don't think you and I are alone in this. Uh, I think it's, it's easy for a lot of us to, when we're faced with that disappointment, to immediately want to blame somebody. And oftentimes that person is us. <laughs> we didn't do I'm it too right. I to blame anyone else, so I blame myself. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, if you'd only done this or worked harder or done that, or, you know, it's because you're not good enough. So obviously you can't create, you know, X, Y, or Z. It's a, it's a very painful, uh, you know, process to go back to that diminishment of self, uh, to believe what mother sometimes calls the hype. <laughs> no way she uses that word. No and kidding. Like, Don't believe the hype, beloved. <laughs> like the hype we tell ourselves that we're not That's good enough. So I know. That's super slang. I love it. I love when she uses modern slang. It cracks me up every me time. Me too. But, it but, shocks me. And then yeah, I... It does, it. but it makes an impression. I never forget it. You know, she doesn't do it very often. And when she does, it's just, I, I never forget it. So, but it's true. I, I think, and I, I use those phrases inside my own head. I'm like, wait a minute now. You know, I'm trying to talk myself into... Uh, a lack of self-worth I'm trying to you know it's just mm. hype it's just uh it's just a spin that I put on my inner dialogue and it's not true there's no proof or sometimes I'll ask myself you know what are what are you basing that on you're basing it on outward manifestation and that has nothing to do with your inner life your inner worth you know your true self-worth excellent so i often have to as a girlfriend used to say uh i have to talk myself off the ledge you know and sometimes i have to call a friend to say i need you to talk me off the ledge because mm -hmm. i'm just i'm you know i'm i'm telling myself lies really talk me down yeah yeah, when you say to yourself, oh, you're not good enough, that's why it didn't, you know, happen, because you're not good enough. That's a lie. You know, that's a lie that we, we, maybe we were told by someone else in our childhood, maybe through circumstances, we created that lie for ourselves. But in the end, it's still a lie. It doesn't matter who told it first, or who believed it. Right. It's, it's a lie. And, you know, I have to remind myself that my life today, I want to base my life today on honesty and on faith. And so if I'm really honest with myself, I, I don't know why things don't work out sometimes, or they work out differently. You know, the truth is, I, I'm not God. So I don't, I don't really know. 
mm-hmm. why they ended up the way they ended up or why my, my efforts went in a different direction or didn't fulfill the vision I had in my head. I don't, I don't really know. Right. I can maybe have an idea of some things or maybe things are revealed to me along the way or I learn and grow through the experience. But I don't know all the little details that went into the experience to manifesting the whole experience. So I can't possibly know, um, you know that it was my fault, so to speak, right. or, or even that it was someone else's fault. You know, there's, there's just there's too much involved in every moment of every day uh, for me to claim sovereignty over, you know, knowledge of how it all happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I do use a combination of a lot of the self-care things that I already have, you know, for myself, but in times like that, one of my biggest um, things that helps me is just talking to myself, you know, just saying, Hey, well now wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's really look at this. Mm-hmm you know, what are you doing? What, why, why are you saying this? Because it's not true. Like I, I really, I become the adult because I feel like it's that really young part of me that slips into that deep disappointment, that well of shame and yes. oh, see, it's because of you that it didn't work out. You know, that's a very young part of me. So I have to step up and become that adult and take care of that really young part of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and not shame her for feeling the way she feels or to having that reaction, but to slowing it down and, and sitting with her and trying to offer, you know, bring asking mother to bring comfort to that part of me mm-hmm. uh, rather than, you know, the wagging finger and, you know, being that critical self. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things that I use to kind of get me back into what, yes. what's real, you know, what, what the truth is. It is. And it's like playing an old record. You put an old record on that you developed as a child. And like you said, it doesn't matter who said what or accused you or when you started to believe it about yourself or if you accused yourself, you know, all of that self-talk um, that we have to then disentangle as we mature. And we have to be quick to be very uh, self-nurturing. And I Mm -hmm. wanna make one distinction that I think is important because if I'm this way, I think a lot of other people might be this way too. Depending on the circumstances of your childhood, I had to be very self-sufficient. So in my mind, it was all up to me. I could be 10, 11 years old. And if I wanted new clothes, then I had to work, make money to buy new clothes. So it was all about self-sufficiency and survival. But this became a very bad habit. When it comes to manifestation and co-creation, it can't be all up to you. So, and when it comes to a question, what did I did, what did I do wrong? What am I not in alignment with? Or what happened? You know, why didn't this manifest the way it it felt like it would? Then perhaps you didn't give it over as much as you needed to so you have to it's like giving birth to a child and then having to offer up a child to say help me 
shape them and mold this child into their best self instead of the limitations I placed on this child. Help me to do the right thing for what this is. Because in terms of what you were saying, when things go wrong, we don't know the purpose of that experience either. So especially if, if it's a collaborative effort, if one person drops the ball or another person bails on something that you're trying to manifest, then there's purpose to this. And you have to take into account how much you don't know and be okay mm-hmm. with that. And I think that's where we all try, we all get to that grounded centered space because we acknowledge, I just don't know. And so I can't certainly not beat myself up for things I don't know, but it will come. But it goes right back to that self-worth. It's all up to me if I'm going to get something done. No, it's it's a co-creation. Beautifully put. Thank you. And I agree 100%. 100%. Well, I wonder what she'll say about it. I don't know, but let's find out. Okay. (laughs) All right. Mm. Hello, beloved one. Mm. Hello, mother. Welcome. Thank you, my love. It is wonderful to be here with you and all of your glorious listeners. Mm. Mm. Always. So today I want to focus on... uh, the next right thing. So that is something that can be utilized in one's daily life to help you to not get so distracted. So I'm going to talk about distractions, detours, multitasking, all these things that people believe they can handle. Okay. 
But I would tell you that even the science is backing me up. When I say that humans, the human brain is not really geared towards multitasking. Hmm. You all desperately want to be able to multitask. You want to be able to get done five things at once to be very efficient and be able to do and do and do and go and go and go. But your mind does not work that way. So what happens is you are reaching for quantity over quality. And that is a way of life that I would encourage all of you to disengage from and to reverse that to make your lives focused on quality over quantity, Mm -hmm. to slow down, to utilize one of my favorite tools, the pause, Mm -hmm. and focus on what's in front of you. So let me go into the way your brains work just a little bit. So if you take a moment to just imagine the connection of your brain to all the nerve endings in your body and the connection of all your nerve endings back to your brain. And all those nerves in your body they are saturated through your tissue, your veins, your bones. Every part of you has to have these neural pathways so that you can function, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine that these neural pathways are filled with electrical current. So that's what sparks thoughts, reactions, actions, movement, right? So there is a constant electrical current running through all your nerves back to the brain, from the brain, back through all the nerves in a constant loop, right? Yes. And when that loop gets cut, let's say your spine becomes severed, then all of a sudden, um, the connection is not there anymore to allow your body that ease of movement, that recognition of direction that is being given from the brain and the other nerves throughout the body. So everything is working together. Now imagine that the electricity that's running through these nerves extends beyond the body. So imagine that you have nerves that uh, are coming out from your whole body. 
Mm -hmm. right? And that is what saturates your energetic field. So that those nerves are attached to the collective, they are then attached to the source of all life or human life as you understand it, to the divine. So these are uh, nerves or electrical currents, vibrations that connect you with something greater around you. Right. Now, your brain is designed not just to receive input or stimulus from your physical nerves in your physical body, but also these energetic nerve endings that run through your energy field. So that's why when you are um, in a room and uh, someone walks up into your energy field, they're not touching you, so you don't have that uh, sensation of touch to tell your brain, hey, there's someone behind you. Right. But you can feel them there. Absolutely. You know they're standing behind you because they have walked into your uh, nerve endings that extend out from your body. Okay. So the way that your whole being works with all these nerve endings, the way that it works best is when you are focused on one thing at a time. Right? Now, this is, let me be clear right up front. I am not saying that you are going to or even that you should spend every moment like this. But you ask yourself, what do I get the most out of when I am with one person and we are sharing deeply or we are laughing together or we are really focused on each other, uh, not distracted, or if I'm at a big party where there are many, many people there and a lot going on. And yes, I might have fun there. And that feeds you in one sense. But when we are talking about those of you that want to live a life that is deeply embedded in love, expanded consciousness, intimacy, serenity, and peace, then you require a more singular focus to really get the most out of your life. So you might be someone who enjoyed themselves at that party but when you're done, you feel tired. Mm -hmm. Whereas that one-on-one, -on -one, uh, deep, intimate, wonderful, fun, or uh, difficult, even difficult conversations or interactions, because there was that intimacy, that depth, you 
can feel energized. Okay. So your brains have to work too hard to focus on and keep up with too many things that are happening at once. It's not that you can't do it, but you can't sustain it. Right? So if you think about your two, your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your energetic body as well. Okay. So yes, you can go to big events, you can uh, be sort of spread out or and try to get five things done at once. You can talk on the phone and walk the dogs and have your latte and, but it is not sustainable. And that is going to push you into that fight or flight. Okay. Because it's in that state that your brain has to work overtime and say, okay, uh, we have to pay attention to all these things at once. So your adrenal glands start pumping, mm -hmm. are going, going, going. And again, that's fine. For it. But you cannot sustain it. And if you try to sustain it, here's a few things that are going to happen you will run your adrenal glands into the ground. Yes. Your brain will start to bypass your cicada rhythms. It will mess with your sleep-wake cycle, your natural rhythms. Okay. When your body needs to rest, when your body needs to sleep, because you keep asking it to stay in overdrive. Yes. And you might think that it's something very simple. I'm just walking my dogs and I'm talking on the phone with my sister and I'm drinking my latte mm -hmm. and I'm trying to pick up their poop. And, right? You might think this is uh, not very taxing. Or complicated, yes. Or complicated. These are all simple things. But when you try to live like that, when you are always trying to do this kind of living, you will pay a very high price. Your brain function will lower mm. because more is required to focus on more things. So you will not be as efficient. And if you don't believe me, you can. Your scientists have already done these studies again and again, and the same results happen. Human brains are not designed to multitask. Interesting. So you actually become less efficient. You get less done. And the quality by which you do it is diminished. Okay. 
right? Yeah. So, um, the dog walking, latte drinking, talking on the phone. Now, this is something that um, all looks very simple and sort of harmless. But when your mind is engaged in all these different things, you are more likely to fall and hurt yourself. Okay. You are more likely to burn your mouth with too hot coffee. Mm -hmm. You are more likely to drop your phone and damage your expensive phone. Right. So when you are multitasking, when you are engaged in this kind of activity day in and day out, you are calling to yourself more problems. Because what is multitasking? Here we get down to it, my lovely ones. Mm -hmm. They are distractions. And they are distractions that are designed to help you not to feel. Okay. Because if you are calling on your nerves, your brain, to focus on lots of things every day, all the time, in order to maintain that to any degree, they must uh, desensitize or anesthetize themselves. So your energetic current is not as strong. The signals that your nerve endings are telling you are not as strong. So here we are back at the example of someone coming up behind you. Mm -hmm. Well, if you are uh, doing 10 things in the kitchen at once, um, you may be completely unaware that someone is coming up behind you. Right. right? And that's not a bad thing if it's your... Um, child or spouse and they come behind you and give you a hug and uh, that's wonderful um, but just recognize that through your actions of distraction you are desensitizing your being your ability to receive that conscious stimulus, mm -hmm. that you are dumbing down your awareness and your natural abilities. Okay. One of the biggest reasons that we are always telling you Come to the present moment, right? This is where all the good stuff is. Mm -hmm. It's because this is where you are the most powerful. Right? This is where you are the most aware, the most conscious, and the most available for expansion. Mm -hmm. right? So 
even if, let's say, you have a certain level of consciousness, if you are choosing to focus on what's in front of you, what is the next right thing? That's what's in front of you. That's the next right thing. Always is what's in front of you right now. Okay. And when you are willing to focus on that, you not only have your present consciousness, but you are available for that consciousness to expand, for your uh, awareness to bring into your consciousness something new, something um, higher, a higher frequency, a depth of knowledge, an expansion of your personal wisdom, your body wisdom, your heart wisdom, your soul wisdom. Right? So it's easy when, let's stick with your life, my love, right? You Me? said, he, yes, we, you said here in the show that you want to really focus on your service. Yes. Right? You said career, but I'm going to say service. That's perfect. Yes. So that's what you want to focus on, right? So right. that's kind of, that's wonderful. And that's a pretty big umbrella. Yes. In the day-to-day, -day, when you have these visions or these feelings that something's coming, that something is bubbling up inside of you, there's a desire to create, there's a desire to bring from the realm of possibility through your channel and out into the world for manifestation. When you feel that momentum, it can be easy for the mind or what you and Danielle spoke of earlier, that diminished self-worth mm -hmm. to say, ooh, Charlotte, you better get going. You've got uh, this, 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 and that to accomplish. Hurry up, let's go, go, go. But this can be this one thing, this one thought pattern, old paradigm, can be the number one thing that keeps you from actually manifesting that which you want to manifest. So just because you feel the desire, you feel that momentum, doesn't mean that your fears won't rise up right alongside. Right. And your fears are going to be that sort of slave driver cracking the whip. Let's go. Come on. You've got 20 things on the list. You better get it done today. Okay. And then the reaction to that fear is to make that phone call and write that uh, copy and uh, do this and do that all at the same time, right? Or when you're on the phone with an important call, you're trying to answer emails at the same time, right? Yes. Thinking, I got to get all this done. Yes. Mm -hmm. Don't have time for all this. It's too much. I don't have time. You do. You do have time. 
how do you stretch it out? You don't have to, Bilani, because here's the way it works. I'm going to tell you all some magic now, so pay very close attention. When you are focused in a way that supports your brain, your nervous system, your energetic nervous system, the way it was designed to be at its highest level of functioning, when you are on board with that, when you are stepping into that, when you are designing your day for that, all those energetic nerve endings that are connected to all the collective and the divine and the source of life. When you focus on the first thing on your list out of 20 and you thoroughly go through it, when you feel that it's been completed to as much as you can complete on that day, because maybe there's other things that have to happen before it's completely done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you've given your effort to just focus on this one thing at a time. What do you know? But what travels out through those nerve endings and all that electrical current into the collective you call to you what you need to help you take care of everything on that list. So then the next day you show up and all of a sudden the way things have unfolded, there's seven things that just got taken care of. Mm. Now you, you don't even have to make an effort towards, it's done, it's just done. Or you recognize through working the first thing mm -hmm. that you don't actually need to do those other seven things, right? Because this first thing took care of those. Okay. So when you are focused on what's in front of you, you become much more efficient in magic mm. in the magic of manifestation the way you as a human were designed to manifest not how your fears push you or try to convince you of how you should be manifesting but how you were designed to manifest Wow. And it can feel magical that here you've spent half the day on this one thing and the mind is screaming, one thing? Are you mad? You have to hurry up. Come on. Pick up the pace. <laughs> and yet, and yet, what comes from that thoroughness, what comes from that slowing down what comes from that laser focus mm -hmm. is a powerful, powerful reverberation that brings 
back to you what you need for your next step and your next and your next and your next until what do you know you have manifested you have given birth to this wonderful thing whether it's a lovely little creation that is your hobby or something that is going to help you earn a living or you do something for another. It doesn't matter. Because what you are really stepping into is the energy of completion, completing the circle. So you are closing the circuit, right? Yes. That really gets that electrical current flowing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it also sets the pace that is safe for you. Mm -hmm. So let's say it takes you a whole month to get through that one thing on the top of the list. Maybe you delay, maybe you're afraid, you come back to it, you leave it, you come back to it, you leave it. But that is your pace. And when you go at your pace, not giving into your fears completely, uh, but not um, pushing yourself so that you imagine you or you pretend that you have no fears, right? But you are going at a pace that you can focus on, that works for you. Then the magic that you are generating is your magic, right? So what goes out through those nerve energetic nerve endings out into the world it's charlotte's call right because you don't want things to answer a call that doesn't fit you charlotte yes. what would be the point of that right then it's just more people and things you have to deal with that don't fit right so then you have to multitask even harder and faster and more. But if you are going at your pace, if you are allowing the process to unfold in your time, that is also the divine time, then what's coming back to you is a much better fit for you. Okay, that's beautiful. So you will know when you are trying to do too much, when you keep feeling that push to do more, Right? Even though you're engaged in something, you're feeling that push, hurry up, do more, uh, more, more, more. That means your mind has sort of hijacked things in such a way or your fears that you are trying to put quantity 
over quality. Okay. So step back. Think about what you're doing. Breathe and say, how can I place quality over quantity again? And in the moment you say, in this moment, I'm going to choose faith over fear. Okay. Mother, please help me to embrace and live faith over fear. Okay. Mother, what about that sense of excitement? Okay, let's, we can use me as an, as an example. Yeah. And we know I like to multitask, but I also know as I've gotten older, I don't want to anymore. I like the slower, more gentle pace. I, um, I'm, I'm well aware of how hard I really worked doing all, a lot of that multitasking. Um, I like to work on different interesting things, but when that excitement of being creative builds up, is that also a time to be careful of what you're doing? No, that is a time to rejoice and ride that wave. Get out your surfboard okay. and ride that wave. That's the momentum of creation that you're feeling. Right? And let me clarify something important. Multitasking and distraction is not the same as multi-passionate. Okay. Right? Yes. So you can have multiple interests. Mm -hmm. right? But I'm talking about trying to do too many things at the same time in the moment. Okay. I don't mean that your uh, work life, you might have with work and home life, you might have five different hobbies. You might have your career and then a side hustle and all that's wonderful. But when you're working on one hobby, be with that hobby. If you are working on one project at work, be with that one project. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can feel a natural stopping point in that project that you need to set it aside yeah. for a week or two. So then you work on another project, but be with that project, right? Don't try to work on them at the same time, in the same moment, in the same going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. That is the multitasking. So don't confuse that. If you are multi-passionate, that's wonderful. But let yourself be with one passion at a time until you feel that natural slowing down or a stopping point. Mm -hmm. Sense of completion. Yes, maybe com really complete or maybe just for today it's complete. Right. But look, wait for it, feel it, be aware of it. Yes, exactly. Then take a few minutes, get up, stretch. Uh, go hug your dog or your 
child, uh, go outside, take a deep breath, come back in and then shift your focus and just focus on that, whatever that thing is. Right. Right? Yes. I had written a note as you were speaking about focus and that 100% focus, laser focus, when you multitask is now divided and fragmented. How can it be that powerful? So the power is in the laser focus. Correct, correct. And I understand that, again, you, some of you are in a work environment where people are telling you what to do. Oh, it needs to be this now. And, uh, oh, we have to have this fast. Can you do this very quickly and fast? Be careful that you don't let other people's frenetic energy dictate your energy or your pace, right? So ask them politely and with much love, what is, what is the timeline for this, right? Mm-hmm. When do you need this? Okay, then that means I'm going to have to set aside my work on this because I can't do them both, right? Right. So you use your words to create clarity mm-hmm. between yourself and others because, yes, things are forgotten and all of a sudden there's a panic and they have to get down. There are deadlines. This is about reality and life. But try to get very clear with the people around you so that to the best of your ability, you can create a structure within that timeline that supports you and doesn't make it so you get pulled into that frantic, frenetic kind of energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it's about the quality of the engagement rather yes. than the quantity of the accomplishments, you'll get more satisfaction out of the quality of that engagement. And I, sometimes I, you have to stop what you're doing to take care of something. And when I am engaged in doing something, whether it's writing or something, and having to stop when I'm so focused and so fully engaged in the moment is very uncomfortable. And so I look forward to blocks of time where I really can immerse myself in a passion and really just put myself into it. I look forward. And if you are afraid of getting lost in it, then set a timer. That's an easy fix. If you feel, okay, I have an hour or two hours to just really focus on this and let time just go by the wayside and become immersed in this, wonderful. But you also recognize that maybe uh, little ones are coming home from school or you have other responsibilities or obligations. So you set a timer. Okay. 
it sounds simple enough and it, it certainly does sound magical. It is simple. That is the secret, which mm -hmm. really isn't much of a secret uh, because I'm telling it all the time. I know, not anymore, it's not a secret. <laughs> it is that simplicity yes. that allows your greater mind, right? Your higher consciousness to be engaged with your lower mind or your um, simple brain function. Mm -hmm. It allows you to go as deep as you can mm -hmm. to experience all the sensations that are present. You've heard the term over and over again in spiritual circles that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Well, this is the journey. This is the co-creation. Okay. Right? Yes. Because once you've manifested something and it's out in the world, the co-creation's over, right? Is it? Oh. Uh, for you, let's say you write a book. Okay. That so that book is done and it's published and it's out in the world and it's a service. People are enjoying it. People are buying it. So yes, there's a reciprocity that happens. There is a flow that happens within the creation. Mm -hmm. But the co-creation with the divine that you engaged in to write that book, it's over. So everyone often gets too focused on the manifestation. But once you've manifested it, then it's done, right? It's no longer your creation. You're no longer on the journey. So the magic, the intensity, the wonder is happening while you're engaged in the project itself. I see. Okay. Right. But then afterwards, Mother, mm -hmm. doesn't the co-creative process shift a little? Because, okay, someone's written a book. So now you have to set about publishing and marketing the book, getting the word out. There's a shift to support. That's a different... That's a different creation, right? Yeah. Now you're co-creating on the marketing. Right. right? Okay. Right? So love that. I'd really be in that. Same. Really focus on that. Okay. Because now that's the co-creation you're engaged with. Right? The co-creation of the book is done. So what I'm trying to say is don't always be in such a hurry to get to the manifestation. Okay. Right? Because when once you do, that particular co-creation will come to an end. And when it comes to the natural conclusion, when you are moving in your own rhythm, at your own pace in the co-creation with the divine, it feels good to get to the conclusion. Mm-hmm that co-creation like you're ready it might be a little sad because it was wonderful or this or that or a little emotional but it feels good and it feels right yeah 
but when you are rushing to get to the manifestation, when you're rushing to the end, that's when accomplishments can feel sort of hollow. Yes. And not really, they don't feed your soul. Mm. They become uh, something you check off a list. Yes. Check that box. Mm but you didn't really enjoy the process. Right. And mother, what would you say to what I mentioned about expectations and trying not to get lost in the tiny, tiny details of what it looks like the outcome? Because I know we can put limits on what you in the divine are able to co-create with us. Can you speak to that, please? When you find yourself Um, creating too um, detailed a vision. Pull yourself back and recognize that you are in the future. You are not in the present anymore. Okay. When you're in the present, the present gives you a sort of overview or an idea or a feeling of what might be coming in the future. And the more you practice staying focused in the present, you will build your faith on what's coming, meaning that you will not need to spend time and focus on those details when they are in the future because you are trusting that it will unfold, it will manifest in the best way possible to serve people the most powerfully. Okay. And there may come a time in the present where you do need to focus on details, and even tiny minutiae details are very important. Well, that's just part of the project. And today's the day, or this minute is the minute, that now it's time to focus on those details. Okay. But let the present moment and what has already been created inform how those details are carried out rather than something that you imagined out in the future. And now you're wedded to it. Now you're uh, too attached And you're trying to force those details into the present moment and they no longer fit. Mm. Because the present is now, not the fantasy or the vision you had last month where you made up all those details. That Um, makes sense, beloved? That does make sense, mother. makes perfect sense. Good. Okay. All right, my love. Thank you for this. I knew this would be the perfect topic for all of us, but especially for me today because of the list I made of all my projects. (laughs) Thank you for bringing this up. I appreciate it. You are welcome, my love. And the last thing I leave you all with is that you have so much support in the divine. We love you, we cherish you, 
and we support you every moment of every day. We breathe us in and allow us to be by your side. Mm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Welcome back. Oh, just what I needed to hear today. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't stop smiling. So simplicity gives you the stronger signal. Yes, I like that. I like that. And that has been my experience, but I can't tell you how many times I forget. I get to, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm in one of those periods right now. I was just feeling overwhelmed these last like week. And this just really helped me to come back into the present be like, no, just one thing at a time. That's yeah. it. Just one thing at a time. And it all miraculously gets done and it all works out just great, you know? Yes. And I'm one to chastise myself about, you know, get more done, get more done because we, we measure, we look at the clock and we measure accomplishment with time. And sometimes I'll feel guilty for having only worked on one thing for five hours. Yeah. But you, but you know, um, as I was saying, I really like that feeling of being able to immerse myself in something for five hours. So this kind of lets me off the hook. Right. Doing the right thing yeah. by immersing yourself. If you can put five hours into something, do it. Yes. That's yeah. where your signal's the strongest. Yep. Do it. And when you feel complete or you need to move on to something, like say I have to tape a segment. Right. I can set a timer for an hour before the show and take all that time and lose myself in yeah. it. And then the timer will tell me, okay, it's time to come back. Right. Yeah. Ready for the show. I like that. I like the setting the timer thing. That was, that was good. I, cause I thought, cause I do that to myself. I'm like, oh, how long have you been doing that? You know, I'll kind of come up for <laughs> back to consciousness and I'm like, oh no, you know, what about these other things? What, you know, so it's just one more way to, um, to, to have that space to make what we were just saying at the beginning, right? Making space for God. Yes. Right? Making space for spirit. It's like, okay, here's, here's the space. And if, if the timer goes off and it turns out what's, what you're doing is really awesome. And you think this is worth spending another hour on, you know, then reset the timer. It's like, it's not like. Absolutely. Reset yeah. the timer. Yeah. 
as adults, we can, we can modify things, you know, why limit yourself? Exactly. Fantastic. I have to say though, the lady walking the dog, talking on the phone and drinking a latte and then stopping to pick up the poop. That was precious. (laughs) What a visual. Yep, that was a good one. That was Drops a good the phone, one. Spills the latte, burns or something. Oh my! Right. The dog's all wet. That's right. What a catastrophe that could turn into. Yep. Drop your phone, and there's another what eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. <laughs> get a new phone. Yep. I just, I just thought that was precious. That was good. That was good. Okay. Well, Danielle, thank you once again for all that you lend to the listeners uh, this way. You are so welcome, Charlotte. It is such a joy to be here with all of you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And it's a joy to be with you. So ladies and gentlemen, belovedpublications.com is where you wanna go to learn more about Danielle and all of her exciting events that are coming. Also check out spiritualinsightsradio.com and review the archives of Mother's Divine Transmissions as well as others. That is our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.